Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. And welcome to another installment of Old vs. New. <laughs> Say, what do Eddie Murphy and Jerry Lewis have in common? Well, they both can be comedic geniuses when they're not being ungodly annoying. But they both had a movie that seemed to define a good chunk of their careers. And they just so happened to be the exact same movie. The Nutty Professor. Both these films in many ways are considered comedy classics, as one of the few remakes that's said to be just as good as the original. But which one is better? Which one has more comedy, better characters, and the better story? Well, it looks like once again I'm gonna have to decide because you mindless apes can't think for yourselves. This is Old vs. New, The Nutty Professor. Now the categories on this are going to be a little condensing how there's no action scenes, villains, and so on and so forth. Also, I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to start with story this time because in comedies like these, the main character is the main focus, so we'll leave that for the last. Anyway, with all that said, let's start with story. the story of The Nutty Professor is a retelling of the classic Jekyll and Hyde. Except here, it's played up for laughs. A goofy scientist creates a potion that transforms him into the exact opposite of what he is. So instead of being awkward, nerdy, and not good-looking, he's the suave, cool, and attractive swinger named Buddy Love. But he also turns into a jerk, hurting others to make himself feel better and caring about nothing except himself. The new version is pretty much the same outline except for a few big differences, and I mean big. Instead of making Eddie Murphy into just a nerdy scientist, they added a couple hundred pounds to him as well, adding even more to how socially unpopular he can be. This works a little better when it comes to why the professor wants to transform. In the original, he's sort of beat up by one of the students, which I gotta admit the idea alone on that is pretty funny. But here it's played up a little bit more for laughs. In the new one, he's heckled by a comedian played by Dave Chappelle. And even though the jokes made are funny as well, you really feel the heartbreak he's going through, as he's publicly laughed at and humiliated in front of his date. Boy, don't that every time I turn around, it's his birthday! He must be on that new diet, Slim Slow! I bet I cut a fat ass open and bleed chocolate milk! Now we know what's eating Gilbert Grape, don't we? <laughs> I haven't seen something so hard to watch since Benzai videotaped himself shaving his pubic hair. No! God! Get it off screen! Jesus! Now, both versions take advantage of the split personality. In the Lewis version, his personalities are constantly crossing over, making for some awkward moments. Which I have to admit are handled a little better than in the Murphy version. In the Murphy version, he starts to cross over too. But it's only right before he switches back, and even then he tries to make an excuse for it. Your lip is swollen. Oh, my lip. Oh, oh. That happens every time I, I... What kind of lipstick do you have on? Chanel. Oh, yeah, that happens every time I have Chanel lipstick on my lip. You won't have to go catch a cab, and um, I got to go to the drugstore and get some Benadryl uh, and a uh, uh, kale pectic. Excuse me, have a pleasant evening. Bye-bye. In the Lewis version, it's a little different. Well, that's what I've been trying to get you to understand. Actually, I've never had... Uh, uh, what I mean is... Uh... That is hilarious. There's no explanation, no excuse, he just bolts. That's funny as hell. 
In fact, I was impressed at just how unpredictable the Lewis version was. It didn't always follow the traditional comedic story. It actually throws you for a few loops. The Murphy version is a bit more traditional. The geek is in love with the beautiful woman, she finds him awkwardly charming, but SOME misunderstanding takes place where she suddenly hates him. I really hate those misunderstandings, they just slow things down. You know he's gonna get her in the end anyway, so why waste our time? In the original, though, we get a lot more unexpected stuff. For example, when he first takes the potion, you expect him to start looking suave and good-looking, but instead... What the hell? How funny is that? He actually turns into a monster first, actually making it look like they're gonna go for the traditional Jekyll and Hyde story. And then from his point of view, we see everybody staring at him like he's something they've never seen before. Only to find out that by this point, he's transformed into the swinger Buddy Love. So they weren't looking at him out of fear, they were looking at him because they were so blown away by his coolness. That's really clever. But sadly, a lot of these comedic stunts don't always add up in accordance to the story. For example, how come he never goes through that transformation scene again? He just appears as Buddy Love from then on. Also, there's jokes like this that don't really fit into the tone the film is trying to create. Here, enjoy yourself. cute sort of cartoony joke, but there's never any other jokes like it, so it's sort of out of place. There's a couple jokes like that, some of them just don't fit in as well as you'd think they would. Plus, there's just some weird scenes like this where the girlfriend would just go out of focus. Why? Is her hotness just breaking the fabric of space and time? You could argue that it's supposed to be symbolic, but this is a Jerry Lewis movie, not a racer head. The Lord knows he does sort of look like that woman with the chipmunk cheeks. Also, I never quite got the ending to this movie. He makes a big, really well-put-together speech about being yourself, just as he's being exposed to everybody. Yet later, it looks like the girlfriend sneaks a couple of bottles of the formula for herself. Is she gonna sell them? Is she gonna use them on Lewis again? Either way, doesn't that sort of go against the moral and the characters of the story, for that matter? They just never, ever make this clear! EXPLAIN, MOVIE! EXPLAIN! Oh good, that was just a little one. For as more conventional as the new one is, it does keep everything on the same tune. It knows what kind of movie it's trying to get across, and it keeps it all on the same level. Both films are very hit and miss when it comes to their jokes, in my opinion, but when they work, they really work. But the new one seems to tie them together a little better. And while I admire the original for taking risks and trying all sorts of various jokes, the jokes are just all over the place, and don't always have focus. Tough call, but I am gonna go with the Eddie Murphy version. It's just more focus and knows what it wants to be. Point goes to the new. Well, thank you very much. I'm fatter. Uh, flattered. Now, as funny as the main characters are, the supporting cast is the only thing that can make them funnier. And both these movies had a really funny supporting cast. Here they are. Let's take a look at the love interest. In the original, the professor falls in love with one of his students, which I have to admit is a tad creepy. I don't know, something about a teacher fantasizing about someone supposedly half his age is a little unsettling. Like, remember that countdown of the Olsen twins counting down to when they finally turn 18? Dude, he knew them when they were troll children! Why would you want to bought that? And actually, I used the word supposedly half his age because... Is it me, or does it look like she's 30? In fact, all of them look like they're in their 30s. These are college students? They're about as authentic as the high school students in 90210, and have about just as many black people in the school, too. The Murphy version was a tad more realistic. I mean, for one, they have black people. Uh -huh. 
In this one, she was a student, but she was a grad student, as well as serving as a teacher, so you can sort of buy that she would be a little bit older. But now the downside to her is that the character is a little generic. Not bad or anything, but she just didn't stick out that much. The Lewis version was a little bit more interesting. She was a no-nonsense gal who was direct and always spoke her mind. And even though she hated Buddy Love, there was something that drew her into him. Which even she herself can't explain. I kind of like this, because we don't know if it's Buddy's charm that draws her in, or the fact that she sees a little bit of the professor in him. Either way, it makes the story much more interesting. How about the bully? Again, in both versions, they're both hilarious, but Dave Chappelle gets a lot more screen time, and is thus allowed to be a lot more funny. Plus, is it me, or is this the best revenge in the history of revenges? You're so funny the way you take a person's personal defect and flip it around. That didn't even work with me doing it to you, Reggie. Look at Reggie's gums and teeth. Look like his mother had an affair with Mr. Ed. <laughs> Reggie's mama is so fat, her blood type is rock and roll. Now, be honest, don't some of you wish you could do this to Dave Chappelle? How dare you leave the Chappelle show? That show was in its prime! How dare you only give us a few seasons, you damn comedic genius! <laughs> but I have to admit, the bully from the original is pretty funny too. It's just so strange how a student would abuse a teacher like this. And that wasn't very nice when you said that my practice was stupid. No, I might have meant that I was stupid in assuming that practice was stupid. Naughty. Naughty, naughty. Now, what teacher? You, well, no, you shouldn't be upset. What? You must realize that you must realize what you're doing. But his revenge is only reduced to a talking down to, and that's not nearly as funny. Chappelle is obviously the funnier guy here, but for me, the most hilarious character is the Dean from the original. I just love how stereotypically white he is. This is the over-the-top tight ass who always wants everything to run smoothly. Do you happen to recall what that additive was? Anicoglycerin. The results were? Negative. And? Noisy. Noisy? We've seen this character a dozen other times in a lot of other films, but the timing and exaggerated delivery this guy has just makes him unbelievably funny. The Dean in the other movie is good too, and he certainly has his strong moments. Comfy? Quiet. Anything I can get for you? Juice, coffee, rack of lamb? But this guy is just so memorable. Watch how quickly he switches moods. I saw young Phipps the other day. You recall Arnold Phipps was in my class that day. Oh, yes, really? What did he have to say? Well, he said he's feeling much better and that the bandages should be off in about two weeks. Oh, well, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. You are a menace. That was like a millisecond, and that's funny as hell. Now, some of you might be wondering about the family in the newer version, who's all played by Eddie Murphy. It's hard to say whether or not I should include them, seeing how they're all the same person. I don't know, I think it's sort of cheating to include them personally, but even if I did include them, I would still lean towards the Lewis version. As funny as they are, they seem a little bit more distracting than they do helping. I mean, it is humorous, but not hilarious. I'm just admiring the effects more than I am the actual comedy. With that said, I'd lean towards the Lewis version. Because even though they have fewer characters than the Murphy version, they're still so damn memorable. And don't get me wrong, the ones in the Murphy version are too. But these characters seem to be written a little tighter and are a little bit more direct. Which means you get a lot more comedy out of them and at a faster pace. Though I guess logically that means they do a better job at participating to the humor of the film. And that gets my vote. Point goes to the Lewis version. What's right is right. Mm. 
And now for the big deciding point, the comedic lead. Which one of these guys was not only funnier, but had a lot more heart in its character? This is the main lead. This is another one that's hard to choose because both these guys are hilarious in their own right. They can get a little grating at times, but for the most part, they're just gold. But we gotta make a decision here, so let's start with both of them as the professor. Both Murphy and Lewis do a great job creating these innocent, yet socially unpopular people. Lewis focuses more on the goofiness of the character. Well, just don't do something, sit there. Ah, oh, that is, uh, class dismissed. While Murphy focuses more on the fragile human side. Seem to have missed myself. I mean, I haven't really missed myself. I mean, I missed my sugar. <laughs> but to be fair, that's not to say Lewis doesn't at times either. Like I said, his ending speech, I think, is one of the most vulnerable moments ever put on film. And because he doesn't have to wear a fat suit, he's also allowed to do a lot more fast physical humor. There's physical humor in the new version as well, but it's mostly special effects related. Now granted, Lewis's voice can get pretty annoying at times. Now that you bring it up, uh, the additive was uh, specifically a three parts carbon, five parts hydrogen, one part nitrogen, and three parts oxygen. <laughs> Thank God we never saw Jerry Lewis's extended family in this version. But then again, I guess the professor's voice is supposed to be a little annoying. That was sort of the idea. And it never does shadow the kind hopelessness that the character possesses. I don't know, for me it's kind of a tie, as I feel really sorry for both of them, and yet I also find them both incredibly funny. But let's take a look at the other persona, Buddy Love. These two couldn't be more different. Lewis plays him as this smooth swinger who acts like nothing impresses him. I know what you're thinking. Where's he been all my life, right? Murphy plays him like an eccentric billionaire who can do whatever he wants and enjoys every second of it. Take a break, Nicaragua. Take the Everly Brothers with you. Come on, it's showtime! But this is where I really have my problem. And believe it or not, it's not with the Murphy version, it's with Lewis's. I know what he's trying to do, sort of a satire of Dean Martin, playing it so cool that he's able to get away with murder. The thing is, though, that I buy the part of him that's supposed to be a jerk, but I don't buy the part about him being suave. He just seems like a rich asshole. There's nothing charming about him at all, which is weird. He's a good singer, fancy dresser, can defend for himself, even if he does punch like a girl. So what's wrong with him? I think this comes from the fact that nothing about him seems confident. It seems like an act. Whenever I look at him, I feel like, here's an insecure douche who's trying to look like a not-insecure douche, and yet still comes across as an insecure douche. Douche. What'll it be? Aw, oh, that's no way to talk. What'll it be? And don't get me wrong, Murphy's version is a douche too. But at least he has a lust for life. He enjoys everything. He's the kind of person you want to go partying with. You can understand why people would want to be around him. And if he hurts your feelings or anyone else's feelings, hell, at least you had a lot of fun through it. I don't get that with Lewis. It seems like a wimp who's trying to act like a tough guy, and that shouldn't be. Everything about him is written right, and I love the way he just appears in the room. You ever notice that? He never walks in, he just sort of appears. But I just never believed he was a cool jerk. Now there's lots of people that can pull off the cool jerk and still seem confident, like Jack Nicholson, Orson Welles, Marlon Brando, that 
bitch from Peanuts, but I never got it out of Lewis. Murphy's version, while certainly wild and over the top, still seemed likable, even when he was doing horrible things. Tough to say because I love both versions of The Professor so much, but I think Murphy's is just a little bit more believable, and therefore more identifiable, even if he is a wild pain. And like I said, I love both of these movies a lot, but if you had to twist my arm and force me to choose, I'd have to go with the newer version. Mostly because Murphy's characters just seem more complete. And on top of that, the film just seems more focused. True, there are many moments in the old that are funnier, and if it hadn't been for the original version, this one wouldn't even exist. But this just seems like the more complete film, and it gets my vote as the better movie. The Eddie Murphy version, the superior comedy. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> And that's my old versus new on the Nutty Professor movies. I hope you like this show, and... <sighs> the parents of that Peppermint Patty kid. Because they didn't like what I said about their daughter. Hello? What? I can't understand you! Why don't you stop blowing a horn and fucking talk to me? Who does that? Who talks to people as a horn? Okay, you're really freaking me out now. Stop it! Stop doing that! No, speak English to me! Don't! Hold on. I'm the nostalgia critic. I remember it so you don't have to. Who does that? Who Hercules, Hercules, Hercules!